You're listening to the CapEx Big Question podcast, where we're joined by other investors, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs discussing global game-changing trends and burning topics that keep investors up at night, one question at a time. Last week, we discussed in our World Out of Whack the concept of helicopter money, and we further discussed the perpetual bonds. I've had a lot of feedback on this, and so that's what I'm going to be covering today. In 1969, Milton Friedman dreamt up the concept of free money. His now famous paper entitled The Optimum Quantity of Money describes it. Let us suppose now that one day a helicopter flies over this community and drops an additional $1,000 bills from the sky, which is, of course, hastily collected by members of the community. Let us suppose further that everyone is convinced that this is a unique event which will never be repeated. That's a quote from the optimum quantity of money. Now, the basic principle behind this is that in an economy which is running below its potential, a direct money hit like a shot of espresso essentially would prove effective in creating a pickup in economic activity. The way that this would actually take place, I think, is what is important. And that's really the, um, the questions that I've been receiving as in how this actually would take place. So what would happen is that the central bank would create money and give it to the government. The government, in turn, would give it to citizens who could spend it. In accounting terms, the government would issue to the central bank zero-coupon perpetual bonds. This would mean that the government debt would not actually go up since the bonds will never be repaid, and since there's no interest component to them, there isn't any cash flow issues. So, theoretically, any uncertainty around the government's ability to tax citizens in order to repay the debt is uh, inconsequential. There are, of course, a couple of problems, as there are with any government scheme. Firstly, what constitutes and who decides what optimum for an economy actually is? Economists continue to behave as if the economy is a toilet bowl requiring a decent plumber to get it to flush properly, when in fact it's actually a dynamic system with millions upon millions of interacting parts, much more like an ecosystem than a toilet. The second problem is that in order for this to work, helicopter money that is, and Friedman mentions this in his research paper, is that it needs to be a one-off where the recipients never expect it to take place again. Think about it. If recipients expect it again, then the charade of free money is lost and a loss of faith threatens to destroy the entire system. Lastly, and this is arguably the most important point, consumers at the moment are not spending because essentially there isn't any productivity. To solve the problem, one needs to actually address the cause of the problem, and that cause is too much debt, which is curtailing productivity growth. Japan's the poster child for this today. Take, for example, a CEO of a company in Japan, which has enormous debt loads. Now, that CEO is then given free money. He has a couple of things that he can do with it. He can use it for expansion capital, or he can use it to pay down debt. If he's smart, he will tend to use that money, not for expansion capital, but to reduce his debt burden. This is what the world's businesses are doing. And until the overall debt burden is sufficiently reduced, no amount of free money is going to induce participants to spend that money on anything other than debt reduction. This translates into deflation and low productivity growth. So, in a broad nutshell, 
This is where the term helicopter money comes from. And since it's been championed by various podium donuts masquerading as intelligent people, not the least of which is our friend Ben Bernanke, this will continue to be on the radar. The biggest risk to something such as a perpetual bond or helicopter money is that the institution that is issuing this risks a loss of faith. In that instance, the whole house of cards can potentially come down because faith is the only thing that is currently holding up the monetary system. So the other question I thought I'd answer today is what is the difference between QE and helicopter money? It's a valid question, so let's cover it. So QE involves the central bank purchasing assets in the financial markets. These have predominantly been government bonds, though in truth they've extended to commercial paper, ETFs, mortgage-backed securities, and God knows else what the central banks have decided to use that money for. They can really buy anything they please, but the distinction really is that QE, in the QE process, Asset purchases are usually done as asset swaps, where a government bond is exchanged for bank reserves. This relieves re reserve constraints within the banking sector and lowers government borrowing costs, which is sort of ironic, but nevertheless. The reason helicopter money is being considered is because QE has been ineffective in its transmission into the real economy. And it's undoubtedly contributed to an excess in inequality, as those closest to the spigot benefit at the expense of those furthest away. The last thing, and I'll say this for today, is that the last semblance of independence between government and central banks would be shattered if helicopter money was instituted. The question then becomes one whereby every political fluctuation and event in a country would have to be viewed with much more political handicapping for currency and bond traders. In short, the fragility of the system would likely be increased by an order, or an order of magnitude. Can you imagine a one-shot helicopter money shot being just one shot? Nope, I didn't think so either. Politicians give yet another avenue to be abused, aside from being happier than a dog with two tails, would abuse the free money, more than a Korean restaurant with an unexpected litter of new kittens. So, there you have it. Quantitative easing and helicopter money. I'll have an article out for you this Friday, which I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So if you're not signed up, please do so at capitalistexploits.at, and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks very much for tuning in. To receive more great subscriber-only information, go to capitalistexploits.at.